Welcome to the CCF Podcast. We're a campus ministry at Truman State University. This podcast features sermons from our weekly worship services. Thanks for listening. My story, like all of yours, is one with many layers and complexities. I will be sharing a part of my life that I often do not share openly with many people. I have chosen to be transparent about it with you all today because it is my greatest battle during this period of my life, and I know Christ can use it for good. I will be sharing this through small stories that demonstrate one big illustration, the painting of God's redeeming grace for all. To start, I would like to give you some background information to help you see the full picture as I do. I can remember as a little girl moments of comfort and joy. My belly was full of good food, and I was on the couch leaning my head against my mom's shoulder while she was stroking my back. I remember feeling very safe and happy in those moments. My mom chose to stay home and raise five children while my dad was working long hours. She made home-cooked meals, showed up to my soccer games, and made sure I was comforted. My mom made sure that I felt like a princess every birthday, the house always decorated with balloons and streamers by the time I woke up. I want to acknowledge that I have so many good memories from my childhood, a family that I am lucky to have and am grateful for. I am thankful for the ways my mom has sacrificed for me in many ways that I don't even know and the attributes she instilled in me to make me who I am today. That being said, it would be ignorant of me to only acknowledge the good. Life is full of imperfections, and not all of my memories are quite as lighthearted and joyous as these. I can't remember when things started changing with my mom, but they did get more difficult. I think there are many reasons for this, not all of them that I know. As the small things built up, I soon found myself resenting my mom for not being there the way I needed her to be. By the time I reached high school, I was confused, angry, I felt manipulated. It was difficult for me to trust her, and I felt like I had to pay the price for my mom's own struggles. I recognized that I didn't have a healthy whole picture of my mom during this time, and I wasn't very charitable towards her. How I felt then is not the same reflection of how I feel towards her today. My way with coping with the pain was to hide away. When I felt hurt by her, I would walk away silently and just hide in my room, my safe place. I would always choose working outdoors with dad on the farm over staying in, which is probably why I'm a horrible cook. (laughs) Another way I would cope is talking with my sisters, Sydney and Addie. They knew exactly how I was feeling, and no one else could truly understand unless they were in it. Having them as comforters made a big impact, but even then, I was overwhelmed. During high school, I didn't know how to balance loving my mom and opening myself up to her while also protecting myself and my heart. I didn't know how both of them could coexist. I was afraid that if I was vulnerable, I would just get hurt. As I closed myself off, I started to feel more angry, and in my anger, I started telling myself that I would never be like her, and that if I ever had kids someday, I would do better. (laughs) 
There was one day in high school that I was so angry with her, I scribbled in my journal and poured out all of my frustrations onto those pages. I almost always read what I scribble immediately after I write it to try to help me better understand what I'm feeling. I had read, I hate my mom. I hate my mom. I hate my mom. Three times in a row. I was surprised by what I was seeing and I was very humbled and heartbroken. I had never wanted to feel this way towards her and I don't even really know that she deserved that hatred. But in my hurt, this is where I was. I knew deep down that this is not where God wanted me to be. And later that day, I went to the barn, I burned those pages with a lighter, and I vowed to God and myself that I would try to love my mom better and live out his desire for my life. In that moment, God was telling me, Kirsten, stop blaming. I know you are hurt and tired but I can bring you rest. Let me walk beside you. No matter how broken, trapped, helpless you feel, God can redeem that. He can make all things work together for his good, which is always for your good. The following are fragments of verses that have reminded me of this. Matthew 5, 9. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Romans 3, we are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ, and this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. 1 Thessalonians 5, see that no one pays back evil for evil, but always try to do good to each other and to all people. A section of the devotional New Morning Mercies by Paul David Tripp sums up these truths in a question. If you look into the mirror of God's word and see someone in need of grace, why would you be impatient with others who share that need? What I started to realize was that when God provided the ultimate sacrifice of his son to die for my sins, he also sent his son to die for my mom's sins too. All have fallen short, not just her. Do good to all people, not just the ones that I want. <laughs> because God has given me his unending grace and I am now called to follow in his path and try to give the same to others. Experiencing this in my life has shown me how much I need Christ. I often feel that a few of my greatest strengths are loving people and being gracious. Do I sound very gracious in this story? <laughs> Not really, I'll answer for you. <laughs> It has revealed to me that no matter how strong I think I am, my love is a little pinpoint compared to God's unlimited love. Like Derek was talking about last Sunday, we will never stop learning and to be humble and accept that is an important thing. Notice that this, this, it doesn't say in this verse, do good to those who do good to you or do good to the people who are easy to love. Love is not a convenience, but a commandment. God calls us to love all people, to exemplify kindness, to have self-control with our actions and our words, to be gentle, to be faithful to him, to be patient, especially when it's hard to be, to allow yourself to experience joy and peace through him, and to be the goodness that he intended for humankind. 
I am not saying that I have it all together because this is something that I am still struggling, struggling with. And so here are some truths where I have found in Christ's love. Ephesians 4, 31 through 32 says, get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Easier said than done, I know, but here are some things that have helped me. Number one, read the truth of the Bible and remind myself that God is talking to her too. As I read the Bible, I often read it as if it is speaking to me personally, depending on what I'm reading. I have started to read as if God's truths are being spoken to my mom too. It allows me to take a breath and remind and be reminded that there is no better or worse in God's book. We are all in continuous need for redemption. Number two, continuously praying for her. I am trying to change my perspective from me versus my mom to me fighting for my mom and acknowledging that God is always fighting for her too. I don't do it right every time, but Christ calls us to love others. And this has allowed me to soften my heart towards her and, remi and remind myself that we're on the same team. Number three, considering what she gave up so she could stay home and mother us. In the heat of the pain, I thought only in the present, in the world I knew. Now I look back to my mom's past, even when she was my age now, and realize all the difficulties she had to work through without a strong foundation in the Lord. To put in perspective, my mom had my oldest brother Nathan around, around my age now, and I'm 20. I can't imagine having a kid while also learning more about who I am and growing within myself. Parents are still human and imperfect beings with their own struggles and battles. I was talking to Shika in the car about my testimony, and she said something like this. It's a really beautiful thing to remember your parents are just trying to figure it out too. They are just doing their best. I started learning some of these things near the end of high school, and then came Truman. I had never planned to go out of state, but it just so happened that the two colleges I ended up being interested in were out of state, and colleges I had never heard of before the spring of my senior year. This was a big leap for me. As much as home life wasn't the best, it was still my home. The country, the farm, my family, my small town of Earlham was my home. I was going to a place with entirely new faces, barely 18 years old, financially independent, and scared. But I felt led there. One of the main reasons I came to Truman was because of CCF. Um, I always yearned for a community of Christians my age that would actually be devoted to living as Christ calls us to. I had one friend that did exemplify that, but after he had broken my trust, I was left with no one besides my sisters. I had gone to Bible camp the summer before coming to Truman, and one of the lesson speakers was Roger Charlie, a wise-looking old man, who is a ministry director for CCF at Iowa State University. Go clones. <laughs> he had asked me where I was planning on going, and of course I told him Truman. 
He told me that they had one of the best CCF organizations he had ever seen. I felt relieved and grateful to have the interaction with him that day, and I thank God for the opportunities I would have going to college, even if it was terrifying. Proverbs 16.1, we can make our own plans, but the Lord gives the right answer. When I arrived at Truman, I knew and believed in the important truths within Christianity, but even the church couldn't mend my hurting heart. I was growing, learning who I was and who I wanted to be, and issues with my mom got brushed off to the side because I didn't feel I had the space or time to deal with them. I soon found that no matter how much I would try to push away the hurt in my heart, it would always come back to the surface. I remember my first spring break in 2022 at New Life Ranch in Oklahoma, excited and overwhelmed with love and appreciation. A pinpoint of reflection sparked from Ellie Jensen when she shared her story and emphasized the difference between peacemakers and peacekeepers. Matthew 5, 9, blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called sons of God. I wanted to keep peace with my mom from the beginning. I have a hard time having a relationship with someone and not having resolved issues. Was I trying to be a peacekeeper or a peacemaker? As much as I wanted to feel compassion for my mom, the way Ellie spoke of compassion towards her father, I was still torn, hurt, and confused. Nonetheless, through this, I saw hope for my future with my mom, as Ellie vulnerably shared the hope she could have despite her own experiences. The looking glass was starting to point towards me instead of my mom. In November 2022, Reed shared his story. He spoke about being merciful towards his father. I found myself relating to many feelings he described. I most certainly did feel that I knew everything I had to about my mom. I had seen the worst of hers, so what else was there to see? There was lots to see, and there is still a lot to see. March of 2023, Hannah Simons told her story. She shared how she can still have peace despite the cards that were handed to her. She shared her story of how she found comfort in the Lord and rest for her soul. God's path for me is not one of ignoring what is painful, but embracing the reality of my life and finding rest in him, even if nothing ever changes. His path for me is to forgive, and I am so graciously forgiven by him every day. I had prayed the same prayer over and over again, which I believe was also one of the verses used for benediction last year. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. I have had some of the most difficult experiences here at Truman, many tears and nights I've cried myself to sleep. But man, God knew what he was doing when he led me here. Pain leads to growth, and just like the struggles I experienced here, I am realizing that perhaps being this far away from home allowed me to heal and learn to see my mom with compassion. Transparency with God, even though he knows all of it, 
has allowed to grow has allowed me to grow and heal in places I never thought I needed healing. This year, I am continuing to learn what it means to let go of the hold I have on saving money, on learning how to rejoice in every circumstance, and to stop putting so much value in what others think of me. But the thing I am most working on is loving my mom still. I have built trust in the Lord, grown in ways I needed to, and now coming back to the pain of my past, I can finally start to see the little glimpse of light that God was trying to show me years ago. Now, I'm a psychology major studying mental health and behavior. My mom has dealt with depression for the majority of her life. Currently, she has fibromyalgia, which I found out in my psychopharmacology class last semester, often exists concurrently with depression. My mom has also, she also has a deaf right ear, which rings often and makes it difficult to sleep. All this to say, the field I chose to go into has allowed me to feel a great sense of compassion for my mom and what she has and does deal with. My mom is also an individual with choices, and I didn't truly acknowledge her depression growing up because, number one, I didn't know much about it. Counseling wasn't something that I really believed in growing up. I thought just praying and seeking God is the best solution. Number two, I didn't want to let myself believe my mom's mental health difficulties justified her actions and the way she chose to treat me. If you don't know, now I want to be a counselor. <laughs> Isn't it funny how the Lord works? I want to help people like my mom who are scared, tired, and in pain. It's hard for me to believe that that isn't purposeful. Of course, I'm very far from perfect and will always be growing in all of these things. But as I continue to walk with God, I will continue to experience more peace within my life through him, no matter what is thrown at me. When I try to do it without God, it seems impossible. I have prayed for my mom countless times. I've told her that I love her, and my heart has softened towards her as I allow God to be a part of this journey. To wrap this all off, I want to share some verses that have shaped my perspective along with some reflections and lessons God has taught me. Philippians 4, 6 through 7, uh, Paul is writing to a persecuted church in Philippi. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. The difficulties that I have faced, am facing, and will face are good things. There is joy in suffering. Romans 5, 3 through 4. We can rejoice, too, when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. When I was really down and low last semester, dealing with struggle with my mom, my dear friend Shelby gave me some muffins and a note. In the note she had written, even though you don't have the relationship you want with your mom, 
it has, like you said, made you who you are today. Have you noticed a reoccurring theme in my story? Through every day, God has placed people in my life that have allowed themselves to be a vessel for his truth. My sisters, Ellie, Reed, Hannah, Shelby, Josh, and so many more have been important voices in my journey. What you might think of as another day now may be a formative time for your future. What you do and say truly does matter, and I am grateful for those who choose to submit themselves to Christ, allowing others to learn and grow from their experiences. I wish I could say that I have trusted God 100% after this, but I am imperfect, <laughs> continually growing and learning. Many times I struggle through questions like, why did my mom have to go through such emotional abuse as a child? Why can't she be the mom I need her to be? Why can't I be stronger than this? When I remind myself or am reminded of Christ's truths, I see that God can use this mess and pain and turn it into something incredible. My story can be used for his good and my mom's story can too. It is easy to judge, to point a finger and say that I haven't done anything wrong. But God took what I had too much pride in and reminded me gently that I can't do it alone. There's always room to grow, and when you think you can do it on your own without the help of the Lord, it will become clear to you in your day-to-day -day how much more you need God than you thought you did. This has required me to draw closer to the Lord. I know my worth in Him. There will come a day when all pain ceases and we will rejoice. James 1, 2 through 4 says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may mature, may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. All this to say, we are also called to protect our hearts. I am still learning what healthy boundaries look like with my mom, but I am also seeking the Lord's path and not hardening my heart towards her, which includes loving her unconditionally, even if I don't receive the same back. Proverbs 4.23, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Paul David Tripp is back again, another quote. <laughs> um, real sturdy, lasting peace. Peace that doesn't rise and fall with circumstances isn't to be found in picking apart your life until you have understood all the components. So, peace is found only in trust, trust of the one who is in careful control of all the things that tend to rob you of your peace. If you would have told me two months ago, let alone when this started, that I would be speaking about all this pain, I never would have believed you. I was so tired and angry and I never knew if I would be able to forgive her. But God has a way of softening our hearts and lifting our heads. When Reed asked me to speak, I truly was hesitant and nervous to even consider it. I am still working through the pain with my mom and it is truly a very sensitive part of my heart. I realized that if I was hesitant to say yes, 
because I was afraid, that was all the more reason to share my story. Taking the time to write my testimony, working through what I have felt and am feeling, it has been a truly healing process. I have found even more rest in the Lord through this process and have trusted God and let him do the talking. Pray with me. Lord, thank you for um, the opportunity to share and demonstrate how you have loved me. Um, Lord, I pray uh, for every aching heart, for the pain that this world can bring and that um, every person in this room can remember that you are there through every moment, um, that leaning on you is uh, an opportunity to find peace despite uh, circumstance. Lord, I thank you for our blessings. Um, in your name we pray, amen. Mm -hmm.